2.0 with David Dean and Dave Ron. Hey, everybody. Dr. Dave Ron with comedian David Dean. I am so honored to be a part of Fresh Catch 2.0 with David Dean, who is a celebrity. He is a national, international celebrity, honestly, I think. Wow. I mean, DR people laugh at you, right? I've got a couple friends in the Dominican Republic, a couple friends in Haiti, and a couple friends in Canada. So you know what? Thank you. I guess I kind of am internationally known. I'm kind of the Ryan, Ryan Reynolds of clean comedy, I guess. Thank you. I love that connection. I, you know, there's all kinds of internationally known people, but you went right for the sexiest man alive or something like that, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we love to sometimes just, uh, we love to kind of promote, don't we? I mean, yeah. We, you and I, me, me more than you. Sometimes we probably think we're we're much bigger than what we are. And then you watch a couple YouTube clips, and they've got a billion views on how to make a bird feeder. And you're like, well, how do you, how do you have that many followers to watch? Right. So speaking of numbers, how's that for a segue? Yeah, yeah. You got some numbers for us? <clears throat> I've got some numbers here. I want to. I would like to share with you. I love numbers. Mm-hmm. And our listeners, because I know you're a numbers guy, you're a stat guy, you're a... My favorite book of the Bible, Numbers. That's, I love that too. It's just, he can, you know, he when, can, you need, when you need some inspiration in your day, I go right to either Numbers or Lamentations. Right, right. So I received an email uh, regarding Fresh Catch 2.0, our okay. podcast. Okay. And, uh, it's some statistics. Can I bore you? Hang on. Hear that drum roll? I hear it. Yep. Statistics yep. for 2021. 2021. Here you go. Here you go, listeners. Guess what the top episode was for Fresh Catch 2.0 in 2021? Wild guess. Top episode. Top episode. Uh... Oh boy! Uh, there was an episode that uh, uh, about how about about Otto? Would that would that be it? That's a great that's a great guess. It did consist of a a, a guest that we had on our show. Actually, it was a guest that was alive. Uh, the late great Otto could not join us because he spent right. an eternity in heaven. But it was actually with Dave Veerman entitled, entitled "Authors, Editors, and Comedians." It received seventy downloads. Take that, Joe Rogan. <laughs> and, and as far as I'm concerned, right now, right now, my my friend Dave Veerman, I want you to just. Put pause, because you're listening. I know the Fresh Catch podcast. Just pause and just do a little strut walk around uh, wherever you are. Just kind of, nobody needs to know why you're strutting. You can just strut and kind of shake your head and look at people. Maybe tip your tip your cap if you're wearing it. But uh, congratulations, because clearly, clearly this was a, this was a Veerman influence right there. 
I'm sure he's at a Portillo's in Naperville with his head, head, head buds in his earbuds. And he's listening to this and he's doing what you ask him to do. He's dancing around the, uh, the Coke machine waiting for a refill. And there's other people asking, why are you dancing? He says, because you know what? I'm stinking Dave Veerman. I'm sticking. And, and when I show up, podcasts erupt and start to move towards triple digits. Dave Veerman, shout out to Dave Veerman. If you've not listened to that episode, friends, download it. It's great. Authors, editors, and comedians, the good doctor, myself, and, and uh, Dave Veerman. Top city. Take a wild guess which city downloaded our podcast the most this this may or may not be a surprise to you which city downloaded our podcast the most uh wow that's a great great question i'm, I'm just gonna have to ask for, for it's huntington it's it's your hometown no well it's it would be between geographically between where you're located and where i'm located well is that Fort Wayne? It is. Okay. Okay. It's a little, that's a little veer off, but I, I didn't think, I didn't think uh, like Columbia city was going to be where, you know, where mm. we really would. Which is, which is kind of a meeting place for you and I on occasion at a little Mexican restaurant, 291, 291 downloads. That's the, that's our city. That's our city of influence then. I think we need to, uh, record live from Fort Wayne as a way of saying thank you to those 291 people. Just, Hey, we're, we're taking this to the road. Yeah. As brothers saying it, we're taking it to the streets. If, if we were, um, if we were part of Jesus ministry, he anchored from Capernaum. So, so I think we would say that Fort Wayne is our Capernaum. That's how I, it is. It is. And, and Columbia city is our Nineveh. Well, that explains that explains why I'm so eager to get through there quickly when I drive. Just, just please, no stops for gas. Just, just get through it. Columbia City or Gary, Indiana. Those are those are modern day Nineveh. The top app that was used to listen to our podcast was Apple Podcast. Even though when you and I advertise 2.0, it's it's streaming. You know, anywhere you find it. But Apple is the most used. And I'm, this is kind of cool. There are 52 weeks in a year. Guess how many episodes we cranked out this year, my friend? 50? Two. We did 52? That's what we didn't miss. Stats don't lie. Take a week off. Stats don't lie. Man, my agent needs to talk to you about, I mean, I'm, I, I worked hard for my career to get to four weeks of vacations. I don't, I, how did we not? <laughs> if you think about it, in 2021, we recorded while you were in a cabin somewhere in Colorado with your entire family. Right. We recorded while, while you were in stage three of COVID. <laughs> stage three. We recorded last week. When I gargled with broken glass. Right. And 
we did two weeks back to back when I was in Republic of Dominicana last January. And so we never missed. Wow. Yeah. You know, you know, I, that, that actually, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And, and um, more than that, it's very telling because some of those are weeks where we are unplugged from what we would call work. And that tells me that I don't, this is how I truly see this hour of, uh, of Thursday of a week, each week. This is not work, my friend. This is, this is, this is a joy. You said it. I've said it. We've heard listeners say it. When they listen to the podcast, it's like two guys connecting every week, a phone call and People are kind of like eavesdropping, like, what are these guys talking about? Uh, side note, the other the other um, hiccup that I remember, we also did a podcast with uh, our good buddy comedian Andrew Stanley, where you recorded <laughs> from a trailer in the parking lot of Walmart. Because <laughs> you I didn't have internet. It was no, it wasn't a Walmart. It was it was near an Amish place because I was yeah, that's right. I, I couldn't get uh, my kids had just moved. We were babysitting or something like that, and they didn't have their hookup yet in uh, Wi-Fi. Wow! And you sat in the front seat. <laughs> and was it you or another podcast that we did where a police officer knocked on the door? You okay, buddy? <laughs> it was. <laughs> I like this. You know what? There's a there might be a a a year in review or a, a a book, an analog of something like, you know, probably a coffee table book. I just I just bought a a book that uh, is this thick that's sitting out on the coffee table in the other room. It's Van Gogh's paintings, uh, the, the collected art of Van Gogh, and uh, I thought right next to it would be a little like podcast, you know memories you know be like illustrated with stick figures or something like that so may i ask you uh the the dimension that you gave me on the on yeah. podcast it's it's for the listeners it's like a what inch inch and a half thick yeah it's about 800 pages so van gogh <laughs> i mean was there that much artwork in in his collection or is that also some commentary and some there really is that much artwork. There is that much, uh, yeah, and and there it is woven through with commentary. But there are pictures upon pictures, you know, pages on pages that are just pictures, and they're not even one picture per page. There are lots of pages where where there's multiple paintings uh, on the page. I've always I've always uh, looked at you as a a cerebral and intellect, strong Christian, evangelical author. I didn't, I didn't ever picture myself following behind you at the Art Institute of Chicago and you stopping going, oh, look at this one. Mm. Look at this. this is abstract. David, close your eyes. Put your right hand up. Do you feel that? Do you sense what he's trying to create? I don't, was a Van Gogh, how did, explain to me and listeners, how did your uh, fascination with Van Gogh come about? 
Yeah. Well, uh, fair question. I just finished reading a book by Sky Jathani, and the book was called Divine Commodity. I recommend it. It's a little older than I, I, I thought it was a fresh book. It wasn't. It, it was written probably about 2008 or something like that, because the references uh, are sort of predate iPhone in its current form. Um, but Divine Commodity is a, a, a great tour through the premise of saying we live in a consumer culture and being in a consumer culture means that we've been formed as consumers and we bring that to the way we do ministry in the church. And so we have a consumer mentality. And what he does, I think, brilliantly is um, he takes me on a little bit of a, of a tour through Van Gogh you know, nine chapters, each chapter references a particular painting. And he tells me a little bit of backstory about Van Gogh, who was a, a, a tortured and earnest Christian, who was somebody who, you know, for a time, he was a missionary, he wanted to be a missionary or uh, uh, in ministry. Um, but he was really at odds with the institutional church. And that becomes, and he illustrates this. For example, one of Van Gogh's most famous paintings, the one that we would all know maybe from a song, Starry Night, right? Starry, starry night, paint your palettes blue. Yeah, I, that's, that's my, anyway. So in that particular painting, uh, Jathani points out and talks about how Van Gogh's commitment in his paintings all the time was to use yellow a lot, and yellow always represented the divine to him. So to Van Gogh, to yes. Van Gogh in the art world, it's to, to, to Van Gogh. That was his his way of communicating the divine presence. Yeah, and right. so he'd see, you know, so he, if he's painting like he did in Starry Night, sort of divine um, elements in there, yellows in there, what you've found is some in the sky, but you also found them tucked inside all the humble little peasant huts in the valley. And, and Jathani points out the only place it wasn't was in the church in the valley. It's like he, he left the yellow out of the, the church. And that was his way of saying, I, I don't think the institutional church actually has as much of the presence of God. So if you, if you want to try to get into the recess of Van Gogh's mind, was that intentional or was that accidental? Oh no no that's that's intentional that's what that's what Jathani would say and and he's got some supporting writings along the way you know that that helped explain how his his journey <laughs> he was kind of, he kind of bucked the system no matter what he went to some art institute school where they trained artists and one of the ways they wanted to train them in their realistic painting was they had to paint skeletons because they wanted to get into the anatomy so well uh, so to represent that, well, Van Gogh thought that was stupid. And so he painted a skull. One of his famous paintings is a, a skull of a skeleton with a cigarette hanging from his mouth. <laughs> now, am I right? I mean, that all by itself, it makes you go, I want to know more. I want more Van Gogh. And I think that might be when I went to Amazon and and bought my book at that moment i might go okay this guy's got my i want to look at stuff would that be the greatest t-shirt <laughs> that's a great one the sculpt yes yeah because you get to go both ways on it right i mean you you feel like 
okay, the Harley bikers are going to lo love me here. Uh, the people who are art snobs are going to go, oh, that's a Van Gogh. You know, right. <laughs> it's just like, I got it all, right? Oh. So I, you just... You just kind of you just kind of shared what I was thinking. I'm not so much an art guy, but I'm I'm intrigued by the artist and the backstory of what yeah. they created, or yeah. some sort of an incident growing up in their family, or the that was happening in the culture that influenced the way they painted. That that intrigues me. Yeah, and I and that's why I mean, honestly, uh, the the books main intent was not to shill for Van Gogh, but man, I tell you, he, he captivated me. He, his, he wove that Van Gogh's biography into that in such a fascinating way that I, I um, so I, so one of the things I did the other day was I, I went through the big old book and I found exactly the paintings that were referenced in uh, Jathani's book that he wrote about. So that I could look at him and think about him and things like that. And then I, but I stumbled on a, a painting that I would kind of, I liked myself and that was never talked about. And it's called crab on its back. Hmm. So it's, it's a, you know, so picture a beach. You've been on the beach a lot. I know you, you practically live on the beach when you're in the DR, no matter what the, you know, imaginary mission, uh, is that you're involved on you're you're walking the beaches i've seen that i i've seen it's a ministry. It. yeah it's a ministry right there's there's some, there's some <laughs> investigation going on by, by people who are auditing ministries but we'll we'll get to that later i <laughs> so you see a crab and it, and if a crab's on its back what are you thinking right now it's gonna die yeah it can't move right it's it's helpless guess what when Van Gogh's crab on its back is painted, that underbelly, yellow. Yellow. What's so the what, spiritual correlation? Well, that's my point. I was just reading in scripture about how, you know, the old, the passage that uh, inspired the, the Christian band Jars of Clay, right? The one that says we are... We live. We have this treasure in fragile jars of clay, and it's it's because we, it teaches us to learn to rely not on ourselves but on the grace of God. Listen, if you are a crab on your back, you gotta rely. I mean, it's like you expose your underbelly to the world, and you and you can't do anything about it. And and in that exposure, in that vulnerability, Van Gogh's going. That's where God works. Oh man, I like it. That's that's man, that's that's heady. I got I got a couple questions for you. Do you think a good portion of the art world, meaning that genre, that niche audience that loves art, do they do they look at Van Gogh and they say, "Oh, we know, we know the guy was a, a believer in Christ." When we look at the art, or do they just simply look at the art and go, "Wow." That that's powerful. That speaks to me in some deep way. We don't know if it's spiritual or not. Do they know that he's a believer? No, not like I, certainly not in the way uh, that Sky Jathani represents him. Sky represents him as as uh, as very very Christ centered in his belief, and I think that the art world, with armed without uh, the spiritual insights, the biblical theological insights that Sky Jathani has. Uh, 
doesn't have words to articulate that way. So they're going to talk in more in that kind of just kind of high level spirituality, like uh, the divine presence or something like that. So the book that you're reading, the other question I have too was, and we know this about a lot of artists. I, I, the first one that comes to mind is uh, as a musical artist, Bob Dylan. He went through a he went through this Christian. Oh, you just hey, you you just accidentally hit your mute button, unless unless that was Bob Dylan sort of uh, in you know cutting you off and something like that. So yeah, I, Bob um, Dylan went through a Christian blank. What? Um. So he went through a Christian phase and there were probably like two or three albums that he put out that, that were, some songs were overtly Christian and some were just this really subtle giving thanks and what can I do for you? And, and and he's not the greatest singer, as you know, but it came from the hearts. Like listen to a blues singer. You just appreciate uh, the, the feeling so would would Van Gogh be or uh, would uh, um, would he be considered uh, not Van Gogh? I'm sorry. Um, well, the artist was Van Gogh. Is that what you mean? Would you say that 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 was a spiritual stage that he went through, or that it was like for life? This is my ultimate goal. I'm serving Jesus, and it went through his entire life. Uh, that's the way uh, that's the way Sky Jathani represents him that he that it does go through his entire life and you can see in the early stages his uh is his early art had a particular storyline with regard to his his relationship with God that evolves with disappointment and heartache over the years and and it shows up in his different art forms and he eventually i mean he's the guy who cuts off his ear right Yep. And then, and, and, uh, is suicidal. I mean, he, he takes his own life. Yeah. So he, um, he's committed to an institution. He's, he's sort of tortured in, in, in many ways. And, um, even that, uh, Jathani represents pretty well as being a, an extension of, of his spiritual life in an interesting way. You know, he's just, he's not a person, he's not a, he's, he's not without flaws and faults, right. obviously, but, uh, but there's something deep at, at work here. I, I just, uh, again, I'm, I'm not familiar with artists and art, by any, but I'm intrigued by the, the story. And it begs the question, because I don't think you hear people come out of the, the uh, you know, a gallery and go, wow, the guy Van Gogh is a phenomenal believer. I don't think right. you hear that, but no. does that, does that beg the question? Do sometimes people who have an audience or have a, a talent and a following, whatever you want to call it, they do more for Christianity by almost not being so overt with their faith. Is that? Yeah, that's a great observation. And I, and I, and it makes me want to sort of list some people like that. You know, who is it that you'd go there? They like, uh, uh, how about Bono? I was just thinking of Bono. I was thinking of C.S. Lewis. I was thinking of, you know, authors, uh, bands who have, have done well and have a lot of success, but never really come out and proselytize. I mean, yeah, yeah that's well, I mean, I, you know, I'm much more, I mean, this is, this is really fun that somehow in this podcast, 
people might hang up and think, wow, I didn't know Dave Ron was such an, an art aficionado. That's, I'm, I'll be the first to get in line and proclaim that myself. And uh, it is such a, I'm such a poser right now. That's just not, I mean, I, I was drawn into it, period. And I don't have anything else. I mean, over here is a portrait uh, in, in black and white, kind of uh, almost charcoal drawing of Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. So, and then we got the uh, picture of, of Wrigley Field behind me. And uh, yeah, we just, I just don't have anything that's art. You know, there's a little, you know, jeepney that was from the Philippines, you know, on my, it's just, oh, yeah. yeah. But I'd like, yeah. like to share a picture of, uh, it's a black and white eight by 10. Uh, it's it's an uh, old Wrigley Field, which where the Bears used to play. Uh, and it's George Hallis smoking a cigarette and he's yelling at Dick Butkus and Gail Sayers. Whoa. Oh, you have that picture? Uh, that's that's kind of my that's kind of my Van Gogh. Well, no, but I'm I I'm drawn to that. I want that is fantastic uh, in ways that if you just simply said if you referenced Van Gogh's um, The Potato Eaters, one of his most famous, I'm kind of going until this book, until I looked at this. I got no clue what you're talking about. If you and I were at a YFC banquet, a big fundraiser, a dinner party, hundreds and hundreds of people. And afterwards, we're in the lobby. We're kind of talking and chit-chatting. And I'm kind of like hanging on your coattail. And <clears throat> I'm, I'm heckling and trying to jump in on the, the cerebral talk. And I think I could hang for a while. But as soon as you start telling somebody about the intricacies of Van Gogh and his art and be and behind the scene and what inspired, I literally would start shuffling back quietly and, and just go against the wall, pull out my phone and start looking at TikTok videos because I couldn't keep up. That, that's what I was going to ask you. Which, which little uh, grouping at the party would you want to find yourself? You're going to extract yourself from the art conversation and you're going to find what conversation? You said it's a bunch of people doing maybe TikTok videos. and I, I can guarantee that when I'm like like little boy hanging on dad's arm, listening to, to dad talk with all the, the other you know professors and doctorates, and I'm listening, I'm, I'm keeping up. But as soon as you go into the world of art, I'm going to go find all of their children or grandchildren, fifth, sixth grade boys. <laughs> and I'm going to go and go, hey, pull my finger. Pull my finger. What's this sound like? What's this sound like? <laughs> and then one of them is going to pull out and he goes, hey, have you ever heard this song by Bob Dylan? You're going to have to serve somebody. It might be the devil or it might be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. I never came in contact with a middle school boy who heard any of those Dylan songs when he went through that spiritual phase. I would be ecstatic. I mean, yeah. it just. Oh, that I mean, would be. Yeah. It was, it was a, and I, I hate to say a phase. Maybe, maybe Bob is still worshiping today at some tiny Lutheran church up in the Twin Cities. I hope so. But I mean, that. 
that that stage. I mean, those those songs were. Yeah, well, I I learned something new. I did not know this about Van Gogh and his life, and I I, I that, that's what he's always known for. Right. Who, what what guy cuts off his ear and then? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and and I I I'm I love hearing those kind of uh, you know the undertones of somebody's character as the basis for that you didn't know. And, and you you knew he did good work. You knew he did amazing things. You just didn't know that what was his driving force was his relationship with God. I think in you know today is um, today is a one year anniversary of of a, a really dismal event in our nation's history when the Capitol riots took place. Yeah, you know, if you will, the insurrection of, of some sort, and. Um, it makes me think how about how many people uh, sort of jostle for um, how founding fathers and and people of our past what their faith was like, you know. So they want to make the case that this is Abraham Lincoln was a person of great faith and things like this, and then other people are coming in going, no, no, he was just a spiritual guy and things like. I don't know what the what the truth is of of those things. I I just know that I love I love it when it feels like there's some sort of heroic. Uh, new meaning that is being found. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and if I could be David Downer for just a second, don't you also hate the fact that you have to share a momentous occasion in your life with a tragic of, event in America? Yeah. Meaning January 6th, last year, you know, these, I'm not even sure how to describe them, but they, they overthrew, right. you know, uh, DC, but the, today's Betsy's birthday. Oh my, yeah. So well, I remember last year at a restaurant, we're, we're looking at her phone, going, "Hey, some some nut wagons just took over um, the White House and Pentagon, and and then so you and Susie, your anniversary is nine eleven. Yeah, same thing, same thing. We you know just go. This is a yeah. Well, the world's well, the world is mourning and raising flags and crying and you and Susie are just quietly up, you know, in the bedroom or the, your living room, just, I love you. Happy anniversary. But we can't tell the world. Right. 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 Hey, I just got this note that says we got 70 podcast downloads for one of our episodes last year. I'm, you know, I, I'm glad you shared that. You and I are celebrating it because we know the real story and we joke about it. But I think there might actually be some people out there who've been following us who are really in dismay because sometimes we look at what we choose to do and we we might want to make sure that other people like it, that it's actually, you know, we're not the only ones, you know, a rating. We'll buy something because because 3000 people have given a, a four or five point rating. We'll, we'll do that. But all of a sudden people are going, wait, this thing's been around and is the highest download for one episode is only 70 people. That's a viral to you and I, <laughs> I know it. So <laughs> I mean, I'm celebrating, but I'm, I'm guessing there's a chance you, you went, you went risky. We might've just lost some listeners going, no, no, we, we I am have... not going to be the only person at this, no. at this shop. The final number I wanted to share with you for the year, 2,266 downloads. 
for the year 2021, 2,266 downloads. So if you do the math on that, divided by 52, that's, that's a lot. I love I love that that rounding that you just did with your math. I love that's that's quite a few. That's quite a few. That's quite a few. Or not. Actually, um, you know what? It, it could be uh 25 people hitting it over and over again because they never got it right the first time they downloaded. And that might be what our audience is more like. You know, we've got people who download it and then lose it somehow. And then I I lost it. I gotta go download it again. And you know that that number is deceiving because it's kind of like the paid attendance, the last few games at Soldier Field, and then the actual right attendance at Soldier Field. Sixty four thousand paid tickets, but three hundred and seven showed up to watch them lose again. So we have twenty two hundred downloads, but we've got nine listeners. So. They just do it over and over and over again. Make they are they are clearly too obsessed with art to do good work on their podcast discernment. That's that's what I that's my conclusion. I'm going to go paint yellow on my stomach just in honor of <laughs> just 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 lay lay on your back <laughs> lay on the street all day long going. With my arms and legs, my my stomach's all yellow. Oh man, that's my way of of witnessing. (laughs) What if you and I had like little half mesh shirts for our next podcast? You know those those ones you wore in the seventies that were mesh that come down and your your stomach was chiseled. What if we had like half mesh shirts and we painted it yellow? Well, you just referenced Soldier Field, David. This is exactly it. You've seen the people in the stands. You know, they've they've been drinking for a while and they've painted themselves up and they take their shirt off. And you've seen the people in the stands holding up the John 316. We can go in between them. We can just paint yellow no matter what our color is and let them figure out that we are testifying to the glory of God in our life. Can I get an amen? (laughs) <laughs> 2266 they all listen <laughs> well i think uh i think we could do better for 2022 i would like here would be my suggestion maybe we add a few more guests maybe we address some questions submitted by listeners um uh i'm trying to think of some other ways to maybe grow our audience well i'm I'm going to start by painting my belly yellow. We are Fresh Catch 2.0, and we will try to do better next time around.